Welcome to Scripture Uncovered, a podcast on the Bible brought to you by Logos Bible Study and LogosBibleStudy.com. In this week's short episode, we're heading back to Greece to catch up with Dr. Creasy and his intrepid Logos travelers. Hello from Corinth! All right. So yes, we are here at Corinth, and to me, of our entire Footsteps of Paul tour in Greece, Corinth is my favorite site to visit. I, I think it's an extraordinary place. And we looked at the Diolkos, the road uh, or railway across which the cargo was hauled uh, from one side of the isthmus to another. And, uh, and we have to note that Corinth was a very, very modern city. Uh, it was destroyed by the Romans in the war against the Achaean Leagues, but then it was rebuilt after AD 44, rebuilt as a major city. Uh, when Paul came here, it was, it was only a hundred year old city, but it had extraordinary technology, uh, the Diolkos, for example. Uh, it was a bustling port, uh, the, one of the three major hubs of Roman maritime trade, Alexandria, Egypt, Ephesus, where we were, and Corinth, and it was a very, very busy place. Corinth, unlike many other places in the Roman Empire, Corinth drew people from all over the empire. All the travelers, the, the commercial travel going through with the maritime routes, uh, businessmen, uh, travelers of one kind or another going from one part of the Roman Empire to another. If you're leaving Rome, you would come through Corinth to go on to Ephesus. Uh, we've seen Paul do that in his travels. Uh, thousands of people were traveling through Corinth all the time. Paul came here first on his second missionary journey, AD 50 to 52. He spends 18 months of that two-year journey here in Corinth founding a church. And it was such a cosmopolitan place. There were people from all over in Corinth. There were different ethnicities, different religions, uh, different customs. It was a multicultural, multi-ethnic city of many people. Every two years, the year before and the year after the, Olympi the Olympiad, the Isthmus Games were played here, which drew huge audiences, tens of thousands of people for the games every two years. So it was a very, very extraordinary place. There was considerable upward mobility in Corinth. You could come here as a slave, and by the end of your life, you could be a very wealthy man owning a major business here in Corinth uh, in the maritime trade industry. Uh, there was so much opportunity here. Anyone in the Roman Empire, from the very lowest person, you know, anyone, if they came here to Corinth and they had brains and they worked hard and they had a little bit of luck, could do really well in Corinth. So it attracted people from all over, including any number of charlatans and uh, you know, con men and all the rest. So you had this whole array of society. So when Paul comes here on the second missionary journey, he had not been here yet. Uh, he arrives, and we'll see a little bit later, he goes to the Agora, uh, where, and he goes to the synagogue, and he begins teaching in the synagogue. And, uh, but he, he went to the Agora, and there he met a couple, Priscilla and Aquila, who were from Rome, and they were here, they were, they were Jewish, they were here because the emperor had, Claudius had put the Jews out of Rome. So 
what do you do if you get evicted from Rome? Well, they came here. They were tent makers by trade, tent makers by trade. And Paul had learned that trade growing up. It's not one he practiced. He was a scholar, a rabbi, but every Jewish boy learned trade after his, well, bar mitzvah, right? Uh, after about 12 years old, he learned a trade, no matter what your social position was, because every Jewish boy knew that you may well have a, a, a five bedroom home on the Amalfi Coast. Uh, you may have uh, a, another summer home somewhere else, but that could all vanish in a second. If you're a Jew, you knew that. You know, think of Dresden in World War II. You know, it could be gone overnight. And if you had a trade, you wouldn't starve. You know, no matter what your social position, if you had a trade, something you could do with your hands, you could survive. So every Jewish boy learned to trade, whether they used it later on or not. But Paul came here, he found Priscilla and Aquila. They had the tent making shop up in the Agora and, uh, and he talked with them. He said, uh, uh, how you doing? I see you have a, a nice tent making shop here. You have a, a, a Remington 374 machine here. <laughs> really, you know about that? Oh yeah, I do. And, uh, and Paul, would you like to work with us? Well, Paul didn't need a job, but it was an entree into the community. And Paul began working with them in the Agora, and he could talk to people who were coming by every day. And he began teaching in the synagogue, and of course got thrown out of the synagogue. And we'll get to that story a little bit later when we're up at the Agora. But I wanted to emphasize the, the opportunities here in Corinth. And you had everyone from the lowest social class to the highest social class. And who were the people Paul attracted into this emerging church in Corinth? The church was not a collection of poor people. They were a collection of people just like us. Some people who were very well to do, others not so much, but ordinary people. And one of those people was Erastus. Erastus. He was the treasurer of the city of Corinth. It's an elected position. And when he won his election and became treasurer, he donated money to make a public place. And here we have the inscription of Erastus, which he said he paid for with his own money. I think that's pretty cool. If we turn over to uh, Acts chapter 19, we have the riot in, uh, in Ephesus and the book burning. And we talked about that when we were in Ephesus. And at the very end, so Paul spent two years here in Corinth, then he left and went to Ephesus on route to Antioch, where he saw his opportunity, and then he came back to Ephesus for three years. Then we had the book burning at the very end. That's where we are in the story. Now, chapter 19, verse 21 of Acts. After all this had happened, Paul decided to go to Jerusalem, passing through Macedonia and Achaia. Remember after the book burning, I think Paul had a really big problem with that. And he went to Macedonia, that is Philippi, where Lydia lived. I think he needed to talk it over with someone he trusted and understood him. So he did. And he said, after I've been there, I must visit Rome also. Well, he sent two of his helpers, Timothy, who was Paul's young protege who joined him from Lystra on the second missionary journey, 
and Timothy will stay with Paul for 18 years. At the end, when Paul is truly in prison in AD 68 and about to be executed, he writes 2 Timothy, his last will and testament, and he writes it to my dear son, Timothy. Timothy will take the baton from Paul and will continue Paul's ministry. So Timothy is Paul's young protege. Boy, we could do a whole class on Timothy. Timothy was the MacGyver of the Bible. He was a young guy, half Paul's age, much like Paul's son, and Timothy could fix anything with a can of WD-40 and, and, <laughs> and, and a Swiss Army knife. You know, Every time Paul was in trouble, Timothy seemed to be able to bail him out and fix things. Uh, but he sends Timothy. He said, after I've been here, I'll visit Rome too. And he sent two helpers, Timothy and Erastus from Corinth to Macedonia while he stayed a little bit longer in the province of Asia. So Erastus, the city treasurer here, by the time we get to AD 57, right? Paul's here 50 to 52. By the time we get to 57, Erastus is traveling and working with Paul. He's mentioned other places in Paul's letters as well. So Erastus was of a very high social status, an elected public official who had enough money that he could donate a big project, big public project to the people of Corinth. But now he's traveling with Paul. And here we have the Erastus inscription right here in front of us. And that is a very cool thing. One of the very cool things about Corinth. You've been listening to Scripture Uncovered, a podcast on the Bible brought to you by Logos Bible Study and LogosBibleStudy.com. You can visit us at ScriptureUncovered.com, where you can find past episodes and submit questions for future episodes that Dr. Creasy might answer on air. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.